Welcome to Through a Handler's Eyes. I'm Jo Hilda and I'll be interviewing assistance dog handlers Australia-wide. We won't be discussing legalities or training methods, just the journey of the human and their dog. Hi, today I welcome assistance dog handler Emily and her dog Millie. Uh, Emily lives in South Australia and she is an owner-trainer with the help of an organisation. How are you, Emily? I'm good, thank you. Um, what? When did you get your first assistance dog? So Millie's my first assistance dog and I got her in about November of, oh, December of 2018 as just a puppy. We all yeah. knew that she was going to be an assistance dog, but I don't really know what our train of thought was really because we had no idea what we were doing. It was just like, oh, my God, we have this dog. What do we do now? Like we had no idea how how to train her basically. So for about a year we had her and, you know, not really much training, no public access at all. Um, I had no idea about laws or anything because, um, like, as you said, I'm 15 now and I was got her when I was 13. I had absolutely yeah. no idea what I was doing. Um, and then slowly I think I saw um, another handler um, at a museum. They were doing an exhib- exhibition and it was about you yeah. know, their journey and how they're a handler. And so I reached out to them. Um, they introduced me to the Instagram side of um, assistance dogs and meeting all different handlers there and on Facebook. And so basically I just started from there and that's really when we started public access um, learning so many different things. It's just been a very complicated, interesting and now enjoyable journey. That's that's really good. So what what influenced you in making the decision to have an assistance dog as part of your treatment plan? Well, um, for about a year or so I was in hospital basically every, you know, every week I was in hospital and um I'm autistic and I don't go well with people telling me what to do. And so I was is right. very, very difficult being in hospital, being told what to do and, you know, people it's just very difficult to talk to people um and so I loved my I still have my first dog I've ever had Molly um she's you know definitely not an assistance dog but I just always have loved her and dogs have always been my special interest and um you know just yeah just dogs they've helped me so much and Millie has just been amazing particularly in the past few months with her training and stuff which has progressed so well um you know, it was kind of mum and I, we kind of just came to the decision, yes, I need a dog and I need need her to help me basically. Oh, and uh, tell us a little bit about Millie. So Millie is a golden retriever. She's turning two in October. She is the most stubborn little dog. Uh, she's just, she's so beautiful. I love her to pieces and she, I don't know how, but somehow she's got my personality as well. She's just so quirky and just a beautiful girl. And how did you how did you choose her breed? I have, or how did you get her? Well, I actually have no idea why we got a golden. It's kind of just like we just got her. It's it all just fell into place so weirdly. But um, we got her from a breeder in South Australia um, who breeds show dogs. And so now looking back at it, I probably would have gone with a dog. A breeder who does temperament like these dogs were temperament checked but temperament checked for service work 
Um, But yeah, all the puppies were beautiful and it just so happened. So we walked into the, where all the puppies were and Millie was the one that sat in my lap and was biting me and would just wouldn't leave me alone. And I was wanting to play with all the other dogs and, you know, meet the other dogs. She, I knew she was the one. She chose you, hey? She really does. I've got a, actually, I've got a necklace that says I chose you with her hair inside of a locker. It's just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so tell us a little bit about your journey with your dog. Uh, you said you didn't know anything uh, about training. How did you go and find a trainer? Did you access the internet? How did you go about doing that part? Well, when we first got Millie, my mum took her to training to puppy school because I was too unwell to actually, you know, go out. Um, So that was the first thing. For about a year, basically no training. Um, She was, you know, quite quite a naughty dog, um, which obviously is a reflection on me not doing the training with her because I just really didn't know, didn't know what I was doing. And now about a year since we got her, I met some amazing people who were able to like – we went and did meetups with other teams. Um, they showed me some really cool skills, different um, trainers and all these different things. Um, yeah, just meeting a lot of people was probably the biggest thing that helped us. And now I consider myself quite an assistance dog yeah. job. I feel as though I'm very like this stuff I love to pieces. Like all these dogs I love assistance dogs and now I've been trying to help when people ask me questions and stuff I always try and help them as if you know I was in their situation because I was just so clueless as in what to do because it's so hard to find information out there and yeah the junior handlers it's just a lot of you know people discrediting you and the work you've done just because you're younger and so I think yeah a lot of that yeah so what did you obviously your mum was all for this um but what did, how did your friends and family react to you having having an assistance dog and going everywhere with the dog well I mean I guess I wasn't really able to go anywhere and I wasn't really able to have friends because I was just so isolated without her and I mean everyone has seen me before without Millie and so now seeing them meet them seeing me with Millie the you know, none of my family think it's a bad idea. They all love Millie to pieces and particularly they love seeing her journey from that naughty, naughty puppy to her being just an angel now. That's wonderful. It's, um, I suppose having her also has helped you get out and about and possibly make friends. Absolutely. If you weren't comfortable before. Yeah, I'm only friends with people who have dogs because, you know, you can really tell her character by how people love their dogs. <laughs> yes. So what's the best thing about having an assistance dog? I think the independence of being able to um, go places because I'm really not able to go places by myself, um, which is something I probably need to work on. But, you know, just having her with me on top of the tasks she does, but having her with me, every step I take, she takes it with me. is just so reassuring and it's so, yeah, so beautiful. And, you know, the fact that she's always with me, it's not like, you know, we just go out and then I put her in a kennel and that's it. No, she's always, yeah. always by my side. And yeah, just the bond is amazing. 
Okay, so Emily, um, does Millie go to school with you? Yes, she does. So we started going to school together. I started a new school this year. Um, I think on the second day she came with me and then ever since then when I'm able to go to school, she does come with me. And how did you go about getting permission for that? Was that difficult? It actually wasn't because I'm at like a senior school which is to do with a university. So it's much more, it's not a public school it's a private school, but it's like you're not dealing with the same people and it was more just yeah. the principal's permission and then that was it. Um, we did it through um, asking our org because we were with them at the time and getting them to basically do a referral and say Millie's up to DDA standards and um, we believe this would help Emily a lot um, taking her to school and all that and my school was completely on board and, yeah, now it's been really good. <laughs> That's great. How do the other students um, go with her? At the start it was such a novelty and everyone was like just absolutely, oh, my God, it's a dog, it's a dog. Um, now no one really cares. <laughs> it's just, you know, it's Millie. No one, no one cares. I'm the crazy dog girl and that's it. Um, there's no, you know, people don't really care anymore, which has been, you know, it's a lot easier because, you know, not having to stop and say hi to everyone as you walk in, but yeah, it's nice. (laughs) Yeah. And how do you manage her at school? Do you have a routine between periods or? Yeah. Um, it was definitely a lot at the start trying to juggle everything. At the start, she went for an hour a day, um, an hour each day just to build up, um, by like the fifth day, I was like holding her hostage, being like, "Mom, no, I can't let her go because I was just so attached to her." Probably not that good, but um, now we've got a good routine. She goes for the full day, um, and she's but she's fine with it now. She's definitely built up her tolerance. Um, so, you know, we do our first lesson. I take her out to the toilet, go get a drink because we're in um, you might know Rundle Mall. Yes, it's like the main part of um our city, and it's very very busy. Like you know, the main part of Adelaide. Um, she's, she does really well, like for such a busy place, she does incredibly well. Um, you know, goes, get it, gets her drink and then we go, you know, go to the toilet, do all that. Um, and just, you know, bringing like different Kongs and different enrichment toys and all those sort of things for her just to keep her brain active while she's working on all that. Um, yeah. yeah, we're still working out our routine, but when, when we can go, it's been really good. Oh, that's really good. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) What what would be the worst thing about having an assistance dog? Hmm. Probably all the money I spend on gear, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you there, yes. The amount of stuff I have for this dog, it's just ridiculous. Um, <laughs> yes, well, yeah. or my dog's got more more sheets, would you believe, for his beds than I do. So, um, yeah. yeah, I understand. All of that. But also, you know, people staring and stuff, which doesn't help social anxiety. Um, I mean, you have the dog for anxiety and then (laughs) it's a bit of a, you know, 2020. But, I mean, there's, I think with the the cons, there's definitely more positives for me, but it's definitely a case-by-case basis. Like I don't go around telling my friends, oh, go get assistance, dog. It's going to help you because no, it's definitely not because if you – can't deal with the dog then it's just going to be add more anxiety to you know going out and stuff absolutely and it's definitely not a cheap so, like I think sorry can you say that again cheap like all the training and stuff no it's uh you know 
$100 here with a trainer, all their food, all their vet bills, um, you know, getting them tested for different things. I don't know how some people do it, honestly. I've had NDIS funding, which has been so helpful because Millie's been the number one thing that's helped me. But I don't, yeah, it's just so difficult. Yeah, it is. It's quite expensive, isn't it? So what piece of advice would you give to someone that you wish you had had at the very beginning? I would probably say research, Um, knowing what you're actually doing um, before you do it. Um, Definitely getting a good support network with other teams. Like other teams have been amazing and everyone's so helpful and friendly. I think that's really good. And also knowing when to not talk. I think a lot of um, teams, when they first start off, me included, um, will, you know, go on Facebook and, you know, go on all those forums and be be in drama. I think when you start out, you've just got to absorb information from all sources and not just listening to, you know, one person, that's it. Just listening to everyone and being open to things. Yeah, absolutely. What has been your biggest challenge in all of this? I think probably the first year with Millie not knowing what to do, just being so clueless with everything um, and just feeling hopeless and on her bad days when she doesn't want to work or, you know, she's not listening or and all that stuff, I think that was really, really hard and it just felt like, well, what's the point? There's no point. She's always going to be like this. She's just, she's not the right dog for me and just, you know, I give up and now looking back it's like no you just need to you know take a deep breath give her time and it will all be okay yeah do you keep uh, a diary or records of your training and progress um a little bit we've got like our training logs and everything um but just like you know looking at photos and things or like um looking at text messages I've sent my mum saying pick up the dog I can't deal with this like things like that is more, you know, how I realised, wow, we've definitely progressed a lot. Yeah, that's that's why I like a, a training log or a diary because then you can go, oh, my goodness, we have had had so many stubborn days and then you go, oh, well, actually we've had more good days than bad days so we're okay. <laughs> totally, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's the best thing about having an assistance dog? Is it the freedom? I would say so, yeah, the freedom of actually being able to go out and just having them by your side, and that's really quite reassuring for me. Um, Yeah, that's probably the main thing for me at least. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, well, this is about your journey. Yeah. How do you go out in public with – how do you respond to people who want to touch Melly or Mm. talk to you about her or what's the main thing – that you would do? Yeah, I think it's mainly about the attitude they bring. I've had people, like when I first started, I took Millie to a shopping centre with their permission because she was still very early in her training. Um, She wasn't actually labelled as an assistance dog, which is okay and, you know, legally that's fine. But, you know, in hindsight, definitely not smart on my behalf. And a guy came up to me and said, is that a companion dog? Me not knowing the terminology, I said yes. The guy then proceeded to berate me for five minutes, um, telling me, you know, if everyone brought their dog in here, it'd just be chaos, like this is terrible, how dare you, blah, blah, blah. Um, That's really quite upsetting. And now looking back at that, I'm like, oh, 
poor me because I yeah. was at home and had a massive panic attack because I was just so nervous. Oh my God, am I doing something wrong? Um, you know, what did I do? Now looking back, I can be like, no, I was fully within my right. I just said the wrong thing at the start, which I corrected later talking to him. Um, and it was just quite disgusting behavior on his behalf. But if someone came up to me and said, you know, I don't like people coming up to me, um, usually if I'm, you know, it's all about the mindset you're in, in that day. But if someone yeah. said, oh, um, my, you know, my son, he, um, is disabled. He's looking at getting an assistance dog. Um, can I talk to you? Do you have a spare five minutes? I'd be like, totally go ahead. Ask me literally anything. I don't mind. But if people come into it, you know, just screaming, yelling, getting angry. It's, yeah, it's definitely more about their attitude. Yes, absolutely. Does Millie have her own Facebook page? Yeah. Um, she has a Facebook page, Millie the Assistance Dog. Um, we're not very active yeah. on that one, but we're mostly active on Instagram, Millie the Assistance Dog with um, full stops between each word. Very good. Thank you so much for chatting to me today um and i hope things go well for you in the future thank you thanks for listening if you've got any questions or you would like to be a guest email me at through a handler's eyes at gmail.com bye